welcome back to 2023 with Swanner and Judd. Yeah. I know. It's very exciting. Um, anything exciting happened to you over the last two weeks? Nope. Okay. Well, then let's go. And you? Like what? What would happen? I don't know. I guess the same thing that could have happened to me. No, you're so much more popular and, and, and no, please. better looking. Okay, I can't even go. I can't even go on. All right. Anyway. Thinner. You, you, I've got thinner. And even then. <laughs> I'm slowly inching up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in in uh, some Netflix news, uh, Fate the Winx Saga. That's another witch werewolf. Um, I don't think there's vampires, uh, but um, yeah, one of the that show's been canceled on. Um, oh no! Netflix, and they also canceled nineteen uh, or eighteen ninety nine about the missing ship that they were really pushing. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's gone too. I only got through a couple episodes, honestly, of that 1899, and it was slow and confusing. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm not surprised with that one. But the witch show with uh, unknown kids in it. What? How could that possibly lose? So, but it it did. So it's gone. Um, Let's see. um, uh, Well, as you you saw over the last couple weeks. There was nothing on. I mean, things, everything had ended before Christmas and nothing gets started until after Christmas. So um, the regular televisions and the reality show, everything was pretty much like gone. It was sad. Yeah. Yeah, So we ended up starting up uh, Big Mouth and uh, Cougar Town again. Oh, good. Just to have something we can watch. Well... Uh, well, let's. I mean, we had Alice in Borderland started up at Christmas, yeah, yeah, and that was eight episodes. You had to finish off Welcome to Chippendales. I mean, sure, it doesn't fill up the uh 18 hours that you normally of television you normally watch, but at well, least you that's had some exactly news. What about. I'm talking about, how am I supposed to fill up 18 hours of television when they don't have anything on? Sure, sure, okay, uh, a board uh, game. So- what? A board game? Oh, yeah. Solitaire? Yeah. Oh, I do that enough. So um, I usually well, do you that. Do it with the cards and actually and throw one of the cards away so you yes. never win. Oh, that sounds monotonous. Um, yeah, we, uh, uh, well, we, I have been watching a lot. They've had a lot of spookies on, but at the end of the year, what they do is they like to Here's the compilation of the 30 best scary videos of 2022. And every single one of these shows does it. And they do the same fucking videos. Oh my God. I thought I was going to kill myself for a while, which meant I could be possibly on one of these videos later, but it was disgusting. It was, I mean, well, not disgusting. I mean, I understand the reason for it, but anyway, the nice thing is, um, just right after New Year's, all of a sudden there's this glut. I mean, I got, I have like probably 12 videos to watch. And I think they just added a couple more. Um, wow. And these, these run anywhere between 10 minutes and an hour. So um, very exciting stuff. Very, very happy that they're coming in. And it's all, well, a lot of new stuff. A lot of new stuff I haven't seen before. So that's very exciting. So yeah, mm-hmm. I we're talking about that. Um, Quantum Leap is back on on NBC or Peacock, and um, uh, it did get picked up for season two, and uh, it's good. It's just they're they're always really easy to get through and uh, easy in and easy out. And we did finish all eight Harry Potters um, by Christmas. I think we watched the last one Christmas. Eve before the power went out. I want to say one of the times. Oh, the power. oh good, yeah. good. I'm glad, I'm glad that you were able to work that in. We we got it in. So um, let's see. Starting up brand new uh, last night was RuPaul's. Uh, well, actually, Friday night, RuPaul's uh, Drag Race season fifteen. Um, and they had get this. They had 16, 16 contestants. Sixteen. As opposed to... Well, I thought they usually started with 12. I mean, 16 oh. is a lot of people. 
so uh, what they did was uh, they were doing a, uh, a RuPaul's talent show, it's basically so all these people could show what their their shit is, what their gimmicks are. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and what was surprising was that uh, some of these, these uh, queens that came in who, let's say, um, we, we have a few that are um, uh, social media queens, so they have not stepped on a stage at a bar and lip synced the song. Oh, so, sure. so we were like uh, really waiting to see how they did in the talent show. And uh, most of them were really good. I was surprised. I mean, well, I wouldn't say that anybody was – I mean, there were some that were awful because they just – it was a bad night. You could tell they just weren't sure. It wasn't clicking. Um, and it was, yeah, pretty awful. But, um, some of them actually were like, wow, that was pretty good considering they've, they've never done stage work before. So it'll, it's adding a whole different, uh, feel to the, um, I guess, but I mean, performing in front of a camera is, is the same as, Big camera, small camera. I think uh, once you get a live audience or people drunks booing you, uh, you know, that might change things. Sure. Sure. But surprisingly, uh, they were all pretty decent. So that's good. Um, And the one, the one that I liked the best right off the bat is the first one that went home. I was very sad. Oh, and, um, Let's see. Willow uh, is moving right along. I think we're about, I think we're about halfway through the, whatever the, uh, the arc is. Um, And, and it's, it's really come become very um, episodic. You know, we have a problem. We fix the problem. We continue on the journey. Um, Mm. So, I mean, I mean, that's what they all are. So I, 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 last week I was getting like really irritated by the fact that it was just, it was a in and out story with a continuing journey. Um, but then I thought, well, how else do you do these kind of things? You have to do it that way. So, uh, I'm better about it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we finished up. We're here, which is the drag Queens that go into, um, homophobic uh towns and uh you know do a drag show and stir shit up so Mm -hmm. um the last two episodes were done in um down in uh uh, orlando area um and which i was surprised because that doesn't seem like that would be a problem area but uh there's pockets of Orlando area where they have uh, it's Florida, yeah, of course, it's Florida. Right. So there's no gay, don't say gay, don't say anything, uh, right? Uh, kind of bullshit going on there. Um, and then they had they had uh, four people instead of their normal three. One of one of the people was a guy who was having a birthday. It was his birthday party, and uh, he had it was a it was in an apartment, so it's a smaller place. And there were too many people. So he said, let's go to Pulse and go dancing. So uh, four of his uh, party attendees uh, died in the shooting. And so he's been holding that on for a while. Uh, Um. One one guy was transgender and he was seven uh, in his seventies. He'd been married to the same woman all this time. And when she goes, well, when he started, you know, transitioning, it was like, well, I'm still in love with him, her, you know, uh, so I'll just deal with it. And, uh, so they, and they've been married over 50 years. And then there was a, well, how long ago did she figure it out? Um, it was just, it's somewhat recently, I'd say the last few years. Why bother? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's just someone you can, you, you can start, swapping clothes with that's how i exactly yeah uh then they had a mother of a uh uh, a child uh, a 10 year old uh transgender child and so she was promoting her daughter uh to move on and the little girl looked i mean i would not have thought anything other than that and i in that kind of case you you look at it you go well that's a happy little 10 year old girl and it's like 
oh, okay. See, happy is the the thing that goes in. You know, is the 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 real punch there is is she's happy because she's a girl, not because someone's putting her into a little box that says she's a boy. So, uh, and then, and then they had one guy who got married. Well, he didn't get married, but he was in a relationship for probably like 40 years. Now it could have been that long, but well, uh, in a relationship with an older man, Uh, he was in his twenties and the older man was in his sixties when they met. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, it's, and, um, and basically he had moved to Florida because his mother was in the same, uh, same area, you know, one of those senior homes, uh, where they actually have homes. And, uh, and so I, uh, it was interesting. It was really interesting. The people they found and, uh, and the, the storylines that they were exploring there it was, uh, I thought it was really good. I'm glad they made it a double episode. Cause I think if they tried to, pop it all off in one episode we would have lost a lot of the uh emotions oh god so you're watching alice in borderland finished it oh does it get better because we watched episode one and it was like oh god nothing really happened what's what what, Um, no so there are there are some decent episodes um uh, episode two of the king of spades i uh, did you meet the king of spades yet he's naked uh, yes. So of course he's naked and hot throughout the whole episode. So that was that was good. Um. Oh no! Did I say spades? No clubs. King clubs. Uh. No. It's it suffers the same. the The series overall for season two suffers the same fate as everything Netflix does. It's oh well. If our audience liked forty minute episodes, let's give them more. Uh, with nothing to fill it in. So you've got Arisu and uh, Usagi, the chick there, falling in love, and who fucking cares? Uh, and the, they're, oh, God, I can't remember what uh, episode it is, but they spend like 20 minutes hunting a rabbit. Ugh, ugh, fuck me. Um, there's more focus on character development than the actual games, so that sucks. Um. And the, when they do focus on the games, you know, the, the show is as good as it, it was in the first season. Um, the last episode uh, is just it's an hour and 20 minutes long. Oh, no, uh, it shouldn't have been. Um, it actually you could even consider it longer than that because it kind of the last two episodes are basically the same they have to uh, they're battling the king of spades um which he's the one that was killing everyone in the first episode uh so they're finally getting everyone uh, together uh, to fight the king of spades um he kills everyone except of course arisu and usagi but he doesn't really kill them so basically like all the secondary cast are lying on the ground dead until the very end where they're given a choice whether they want to stay in borderland or go back to their home world and you're like these people were dead three hours ago why are they just now opening one eye going i'll go back (laughs) it was so stupid so stupid the whole queen of hearts battle was bullshit i thought I mean, we know the Hearts games are supposed to be mental, uh, a mind fuck type thing. And uh, Arisu never, never uh, gives consideration on to what, what the mind fuck might be. Um, and almost, it's, it was just bullshit. It was bullshit. I was so, so disappointed with the whole season two. It is, it's not good. Or it's not as good as the first. Okay. Sophomore um, slump. Let's see. Um, uh, the Circle is back on Netflix. This is oh, where, uh, yeah, uh, where young people uh, are, well, not all young, but they're inside this, inside their own little apartments and they're all working on social media. They never get to meet each other until the very end. And mm-hmm. it's all a matter of trying to stay in the 
cir- inside the circle and not get voted off. So um, it's it's um, they've got they've got they did some better casting this time than they did the last one. I've I've really been enjoying some of the characters. Um, uh, but then I saw two really terrible terrible shows. Uh, the first one is The Wheel. Now, this is new on NBC. And what they do is they have six um, six celebrities, and they all have something they're good at. You know, they're, they're, they're like an authority at this. And, and so, like, um, um, yeah, there was a chef on there, and she's best at cooking. So um, that type of stuff. Okay. Uh, and and then they have contest a contestant, and the contestant gets to ask uh, pick a pick a person a question, and then if, then that who have then they spin this fucking dot wheel, and if you land on the original person who's the authority, you double your you double your chances for money. Otherwise, it's five thousand dollars. And then they ask a question, you get four chances. You know, uh, four possible answers i'm already and bored i know it's so so in in the midst of an hour-long show they ask maybe eight questions i think is the most that they can actually Ugh. ask eight questions so all the rest is bullshit bullshit filler bullshit bullshit filler that's like 10 minutes per question uh, yes, yes 10 minutes to answer oh my God. question and 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 it was terrible because they've got uh, you know, s- some of these people shouldn't be on, you know, game shows, some of these celebrities. So that's all I'm saying. And then they've got the guy hosting it as some Brit British guy. And, um, uh, so I- I'm sure he's new and up and coming, but, uh, uh, terrible. And then the other show, and honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even watch it. I just saw, uh, just saw the ad for it and it's called pinata masters where families get together to build pinatas where they have to be not only attractive and sturdy, but they can store candy. And I was like, Oh oh no, I can't even watch this. First Netflix knows you're an idiot. What? So Netflix knows you're an idiot. (sighs) If it's recommending pinata masters to you, they're like, here's some more crap we could just throw at them. Here was it. Tom, you'll eat it. Mikey, Mikey likes it or he'll eat. It's you. Tom will watch it here. Just, just here. Here's more crap. He'll watch it. So um, uh, let's see. So how was the first uh, first episode? I did not watch it. I, I, I can't watch it. I, the preview was enough, but I wanted to you know, make sure to poison everyone against it. No, on- please. You'll be watching an episode by the end of this month. I, I'm not going to. You will. I will not. Okay. Just to spite you. <laughs> um, now national treasure, which is uh Disney plus um, the, sh- it's gotten a little bit better. It's um, once again, it's the kids get a new clue and they've got to figure out the clue and get what the clue is. Um, where it is and get it from wherever they need to get it from each episode. So quite a bit like Willow, but I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're on a, a, a scavenger hunt. So you basically, if you don't do it all in one episode, then you have to split it up into these silly different places. I'm not really sure what they're, they're going after. It's, I think it's some kind of gold from the mines or something, but uh Mostly it's just like attractive uh, young people um, running from the feds. Oh, and then uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is like this evil woman who's also trying to get all the clues. So I'm sure she's just going after the money, but um, and she's kind of interesting. But the the show itself is is okay. I I think it's probably one better watched uh, in a binging kind of way. But uh, yeah. Um, and then the uh, uh, I watched Chelsea Handler stand up. Mm, was that any good? It was very good. It was very good. I really okay. enjoyed it. Because um, I was kind of debating on while they're watching. Well, one. just remember, she hates children. She never wants children. She's pro-abortion because 
God help me if I had to raise any any of those kids I aborted. Uh, you know, I mean, this is her kind of humor. You know, I don't need sure. a man. They're all stupid. She 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 speaks to me. So, um, uh, very funny. Uh, it ran a little long, uh, especially when she got all oozy oozy over uh, Joe Coy, um, who she's now broken up from, but. You know, he was he directed the show, and but the show itself is 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 quite good. Um, and okay. then uh, the last thing uh, I saw was Chippendales, uh, the final Chippendales. Oh, you finished it? Okay. Yeah. Didn't you think the ending came a little like boom, boom, boom? Um. No, I mean, he was, he tried killing three dancers yeah. uh, for no good reason. Uh, Nick, Nick was already dead. Right. Um, I mean, it, his wife left him. How much more could they have I get, gone into? I mean, just just, like, they could have given more most, dancers, I guess. I think it was the shortest of all the episodes. It just felt like, okay, in this. Okay, we've got. We've done I don't know if it was the shortest, but it definitely had the most going on. I mean, between the handyman um, working with the FBI and going to uh, what was it, Switzerland? Were they in Switzerland? Uh, um, Switzerland. You know, so there there was a lot that happened in that episode, but I don't know if it was the shortest. Um, and I can't. I don't know the actor's name, the handyman, but boy, is he trying for his Emmy. Well, he was. That's all I could think of. He is a little son of a bitch. As he was dialed up to eleven, trying to get Steve to have a drink with him. Oh yeah, that was okay, there, buddy. At that point, I'm I'm like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah, yeah, and the ending surprised me. I mean, no spoilers, of course. This is true crime, so you just look it up. Um, right. But uh, that was a bit of a shock. I did not see that coming. But overall, I enjoyed I enjoyed this series quite a bit. Yeah, I deliberately uh, stayed away because it was funny because I I didn't really even know what what we were going to expect. I thought it was going to be mostly like drugs and and sex and all the terrible things that was going on. I didn't realize there was a murder behind it. I knew about the uh, about the uh, um, uh, Playboy um, Dorothy. Um, God, I can't remember her last name, but uh, uh, from the first episode, I remember hearing about that, and uh, but I didn't know that he was like a part of the early Chippendales. I didn't know there was that connection. I, yeah, I didn't. I hadn't heard of. I didn't know that storyline. Well, and it all. was funny because after you mentioned, well, you know, there's the murder, and I'm, or, and I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden. Uh, all these different uh, streaming services start having the true, the truth about the murders at Chippendales. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, there were murders. What murders? What happened? (laughs) And then I, I, I I held back from watching those though. Cause I I wanted to see how the show ended. Now I can go and look at those if I want to. Yeah. And see what Steve really looked like. And I looked him up. He does not look anything like, Kumail Nadjiani or whatever, however you say his name, nothing. Well, they really made him look like uh, an older Indian businessman, though. They sure, sure, sure changed him, uh, changed the way he looked. I, I probably wouldn't have recognized him had I not known it was him. Sure. sure. Uh, and then the that. rest is um, that I watched was movies, and that is. I think seven. I have seven movies. Seven movies. So I did watch Glass Onion, so we'll save that one. Okay. Um, Letter Candy season 11 uh, debuted uh, the day after Christmas. Uh, much better than season 10. Season 10 was kind of, I don't know, it felt very like half-assed, kind of phoned in. Um, season 11, uh, all the episodes are anywhere between 22 and 24 minutes long, whereas the previous season had like a 19 minute episode. Um, all of them have solid scripts, solid writing. So I was very, see, very happy to see them return to form. And as far as the quality that they were putting out up until season 10, um, 
I watched uh, Banshees of Inishirin, as you had said, uh, and I did not think it was boring. I liked it very much, but I could see how you would think it was boring. Okay. Seeing that you are pretty much the Colin Farrell character. Um, wait, me, wait, 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 no, no. What do you mean by I'm not the Colin Farrell character? I, well, yeah, you are. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you are. When Brendan Gleeson said, I listened to you talk for two hours. Yesterday, I listened to you talk for two hours about pony shit. And Colin Farrell says, uh, that shows how little you were listening. I was talking about donkey shit. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. that's Tom. Okay. Um, And then I watched Bullet Train last night, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. I agree. A lot of fun. A little too long. Um, uh, they could have trimmed it down a bit, uh, but still, just a lot of fun. A great writing. Excellent cast. Yeah, I think they, um, if they if they pulled one less twist, uh, that would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then um, before we talk about Glass Onion, I watched Knives Out again because. I mean, I knew I, I watched it. I know I enjoyed it. Um, and I had read that uh, there really wasn't any connection between Knives Out and Glass Onion outside of uh, Benoit Blanc. Um, right. But I just wanted to refresh myself. Um, and I'm so glad I did because uh, it's really it's such a good movie. Um, excellent script. Excellent cast. Uh, everyone is just really good. Um, and then it really kind of set up for, um, it was a good refresher before watching glass onion. Um, and yeah, and then an album I listened to last night, which I just wanted to share. And I think you would really like the album as well. It's called circus one by a band named circus. Uh, now it is a Japanese pop band from 1978 because they're like 10 bands named circus go figure uh but this is uh that it's super cheesy um 70s easy listening i mean it very well could have been recorded on a&m records back in the day um uh they do a cover a lot of it some of it half of it is originals um, the other half is, uh, covers of American songs and they do a cover of, uh, emotion by the Bee Gees. Oh, the album was released in 1978, by the way. Uh, they do a cover of emotion by the Bee Gees, which is pretty good. Uh, they do a cover of could be magic, which, uh, was really pretty good. Uh, but they do a cover of we're all alone by Rita Coolidge, um, but they do it in a way that sounds like a carpenter's arrangement. And it is so good. So good. I thought it was a carpenter song. Cause I'm like, I'm listening to the album. I didn't recognize it as being, we're all alone, but just with the way it was arranged, I'm like, this has to be a carpenter song. And it has to be, um, and it's not, but it just had that total Richard Carpenter, uh, arrangement and sound to it, which was just, it was really good. Um, just a fantastic, fun, like I said, cheesy, super cheesy, uh, easy listening album from the seventies. That's in all Japanese. Uh, so I, I think it's definitely worth the listen, a less worth a listen. Um, and like I said, I think if, if you were listening to it, you would enjoy it too, even though you'd have no idea what they're saying. Um, yeah. So um, again, that's and don't forget, Circus all, One by all alone was originally uh, on Silk Degrees album, which is Boss Gags. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'll have to take. What's interesting is that they. Uh, what happened was Silk Degrees came out, and everything on it was like a Taylor Swift album. Everything was popular on the album. Uh, every song, everybody knew all the songs. It was weird, and then uh, Rita Coolidge brought out the we're all alone as a single um, where boss gags never did, but all of a sudden there was this mystery single where boss gags is singing on it. And Rita Coolidge is they made a duet out of it on the radio, but it was never available as a single. It was never, uh, you can find it, I believe on uh, YouTube 
you can find a uh, a version of it uh, instrumental. I mean, uh, uh, audio only. But uh, it was really a great single when they added the two of them because she's got that smooth country voice, and Boskag sounds like he's they're just they're taking off one of his legs basically when he sings. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so that's the yeah, love that song. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the the movies I saw besides Glass Onion. Now, did you want to say anything more about Glass Onion? Outside of the fact that it sucked ass and was a giant waste of time. Uh, no, no. That, that'll pretty much do it. Okay, you didn't like it, huh? Oh, I fucking hated it. What did you not like about it? everything i mean he, i should have known that it was gonna suck when it had kate hudson right well that, um, that was my concern as well but it was way over the top well i mean it moved away knives out was i mean it yeah it was campy and the characters were a bit over the top but the writing was uh was pretty good or the writing was actually really good the twists uh were good um the characters, while detestable, were still you enjoyed their presence on screen. I fucking hated everyone in Glass Onion. Um, Benoit Blanc, the character was turned into like a Columbo meets Foghorn Leghorn bullshit. It was it, they just made him an idiot um, that could solve crimes somehow. Um, the twists were awful. Like I said, I hated the characters. Uh, it was too fucking long. Um, it was just, again, Netflix doing they, oh, well, they like this. Let's give them even more. Although I thought Knives Out was an Amazon movie. It was on uh, Prime. Yeah. Oh, okay. Originally, so. I mean, it did that, out that, and that, I think that's interesting too. That it went from Prime and then Netflix went, "Oh, we'll make one," and then just shits all over it. Well, I, I don't think it was because it was actually, a, you know, I think Prime probably bought it. It's, I don't think it was. I don't think it was made by Amazon. You know, it's just one of those oh. with the acquired. Sure. After the fact, because it did. I remember if you remember, uh, Nights Out was on uh, theaters at theaters. So yeah, but I figured that was Amazon trying to get their Oscar. True. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Amsterdam, which is on uh, HBO. Well, well, what did you think about it? Um, I I enjoyed it. For, I didn't enjoy it as much as the the first the first one, but I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I was looking at it more as just a um, a fun whodunit kind of thing, and not really looking for. I I I I, I wasn't looking for um, you know something like a Columbo episode because uh, it never was going to achieve that. I knew that, so uh, just yeah, and it seemed much bigger, you know, like the uh, whole um, pointlessly bigger. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's there's only so many episodes, and it's. Uh, yeah, so it was it was a little overdrawn, but I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't enjoy was Amsterdam, which is HBO Max. Uh, it's um, uh, John David, uh, uh, da, 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 God, who Denzel Washington, Washington, John David Washington, um, uh, Margot Robbie, Robbie, and uh, Kristen Bale, and. They're somehow connected through the World War, World War Two, and there's like all this bullshit going on. And and I mean, just to give you an idea, I watched the whole thing. I didn't speed through any of it, and I still, you know, by the time we got to the end of it, I'm like, oh, this is crap. And then I forgot the beginning of it, and I wasn't even that high. Well, not that high. Right, right. Oh, it was just, it was not good. It was, uh, uh, you know, and I, come on, really? With all these guys in it? And it had a really good cast as well. Uh, but it was. Oh, I, okay. Now that I'm looking at the poster and looking at the cast, I I, I wanted to see this one. Because mm. uh, you've got Chris Rock, Mike, My well, Mike Myers is not. Yeah. But well, Michael Shannon, Shannon Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know where they were going or what they wanted to do, but I, I didn't like it. So, um, strange world over on, uh, Disney plus, uh, well, it's on Disney plus now, uh, came out during Thanksgiving and now it's on Disney plus, And it is about, um, a father, uh, Basically, it starts off with a father and a son. Uh, the father's a big adventurer, and he wants to get his son to be a big adventurer. But his son is more of a, I'd rather stay home and, you know, plant some, you know, corn than go off on these big adventures. And ultimately, the father, uh, something happens to him, and he goes, he he's disappeared. They assume he's dead. And uh, this is, you know, so many years later, the son now has grown up and he has a son who is gay, which is interesting. And nobody, uh, he's gay, but yet no one reacts funny that he's gay yet. They have to keep punching it that he's gay kind of thing. You're, you're waiting mm. for somebody to go, Oh no, you're going to ruin your life. Uh, but no one does. They just completely accept it. And Whoa. basically they, what happens is, is, the world that they're living in, something's going wrong. So they go uh, searching for uh, what may be going wrong. And, and it has an interesting kind of storyline, but um, I found it to be a little too deep for kids. Actually. Um, Hmm. It was nice and visual for them, but um, I think that it was uh, the storyline that they were trying to get across was too deep for kids although they had enough visuals to entertain them. And I think that might've been why it didn't do well uh, at theaters because it was just, you know, I mean, usually Disney has no problem with this um, until lately where they can't seem to find where the audience is anymore. Even the Pixar stuff isn't as good as it was. So um, I don't know what's happening with that. Uh, Let's see. Then uh, I watched Pinocchio. This is the, uh, the new version, uh, DeToro's version. Have you watched? Sure. Did you watch? I, I was going to, and then I watched a trailer and said, this has nothing to do with the book. Well, all I want to see is a Pinocchio, a true to the book movie where the puppet is a dick. Oh, (laughs) this is an asshole in the, in the book. This is it. This is it. Is it? Oh yeah. I I totally stopped watching it because he was such a dick. (laughs) I'm like, Pinocchio is okay. an asshole. Why, you know, and and I, I mean, I understand, you know, he's all of a sudden alive or as alive as he can be uh, sure. at this age, and he has no, no, he's got no learning. So you know, he's uh, when he wants to do something fun, he wants to do fun, and when they go, you can't do that, and he goes, why? Well, because you have to go to school, but why do I have to, you know, and it's just, oh my God, it's like being with any like eight-year-old, seven-year-old, six-year-old. Sure. Telling them no. And, but why, why, why can't I do this? Why do I need to go to school? I don't want to go to school. Why, how come you're not going to school? Oh my God. It's just like, okay, Pinocchio is an asshole and I don't want to deal with him. (laughs) Uh, Well, the trailer, the, the trailer doesn't come off that way. And no, then no, I, at all. the tra- trailer also has like a bunch of ex- extra shit that is not in the book. So that's why I'm like, oh, this is just another bullshit loosely based on uh, a canon character. But uh, now that you're telling me that Pinocchio is an asshole, uh, yeah, I'll watch it. He almost killed Jiminy Cricket. I know he does in the book. Um, yeah. But he almost did here. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Okay, uh, another one I saw was uh, Downton Abbey. This is the latest movie of Downton Abbey. Uh, Maggie Smith's character uh, has uh, acquired a a big mansion in the French Riviera from someone. And who is this someone, mother, that you acquired this from? Well, I had an affair with a young man there, and he put me in his will, and so now I get the, uh, the the mansion now that he's passed away. Well, how does his wife and kids feel about that? And and she's like, well, that's not my problem. So that um, half the the staff and half the uh, 
the family go to visit the resort only to find out that mama had a, an affair. And so the, the head of the, um, the head of Downton now, who is her son questions his father, who his father is. And, uh, and while they're all down in French Riviera, um, they're making a movie at Downton. Uh, and it's, which I, I kind of like the, the idea they're making a movie because the, uh, the Downton needs a new roof. And that's going to cost like ten, fifteen thousand dollars that they don't have. You know, you think that they've got all these fucking you know servants, they've got groundskeepers, they've got all this property, but they have no money because the rich really are a status more than anything. So sure, sure. Uh, so so they got to make this tacky movie in their in their their uh their mansion because they need a new roof so it was kind of humbling i i, I appreciated that um and then at the uh and and there's a big major death in the show uh that finishes up the uh which i think might just finish the series i don't know that they'll make any more but we'll see what happens um Next one I saw was White Noise. This is the new Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig uh, movie that's on Netflix, directed by Neil, whatever his name is. He's the one that uh, he directed no, the. Bombach, I think. Yeah, the one who directed uh, the Divorce Story. Uh, well, he also worked quite a bit with uh, Wes Anderson back in the day. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I believe. Okay. Um, well, anyway. So the first half of White Noise is inter- it's it's pretty interesting. Um, it's this eclectic family. Uh, it's kind of like an eclectic Brady bunch, where you know they've the mother and father have been married multiple times, and they got a kid from each thing, and they got one kid between the two of them. And uh, Train is hit uh, by a uh, a train carrying a, a toxic toxic something is hit by a truck that's carrying highly explosive gas. So they hit. And so now there's this toxic cloud floating, coming towards their, their town. And so they got to get out of the town and they go up to a, uh, they end up going up to the mountains to where they've got a, a summer camp and they're all staying there. And then they all have to leave. And they, it's just, and it just gets, bizarre and confusing and more confusing. And then they get back home and then it's all, Oh my God, were we exposed to the time? I don't care. Is anything going to happen? That's all I want to know. Is something fucking going to happen in this movie? And it doesn't. So we'll leave it at that. I mean, he co-wrote the life aquatic with Steve Zizou, which is my (laughs) least favorite Wes Anderson movie. In fact, that one's pretty awful uh, but he also co-wrote uh the fantastic mr fox with wes anderson okay move, moving on i watched which is one of your favorites uh no i enjoyed it okay it was one of my favorites <laughs> so i watched matilda now this is based on the broadway musical um and this is about little matilda who is raised by two horrible parents that send them to this horrible um, boarding. Not, it's not boarding school. It's just a school in town and it's run by a very um, militant um, uh, Emma Thompson. You got to see the picture of her. Uh, the, the makeup's incredible. If she, if she changed her voice at all, you'd never know it was her. I'm looking at it right now. She opened her mouth and you go, okay, that's Emma Thompson. That is just fucking amazing. Uh, The, uh, the, the way they made her look. Um, But the thing I didn't like about the show, besides it being really long is that um, all the musical numbers, the kids are all singing about how awful their lives are. And the, uh, the main character, well, the, uh, Emma Thompson character is basically singing how awful the children are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is like, uh, all the songs are basically the same 
fucking songs. I mean, uh, as far as um, this, what they're saying, they're not the same songs. I mean, this isn't uh, Les Mis. This is more of um, if, you know, everyone was just singing One More Day, but just with a different kind of something to it. You know, I mean, sure. it's just, it was, uh, it, it, uh, it had a good ending. I like the ending, but the, uh, but the, the whole thing was just way too long. I, Oh my God, kids are probably going to be so bored during so many scenes in the show just cause it, um, it was weird. Whoops, I, I was watching, Oh, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, I was reading how they, they said that they had pulled, the uh, um, the musical number where Trump sings to his old girlfriend. Um, Trump. Trump, I'm sorry, Scrooge. Um, Scrooge sings to his old girlfriend, and there's the song Out in the Snow. Do you remember that one? No, I okay. think I've only seen it once or twice. Well, they said they – they it never made it to the theaters. They pulled that song, but I had a copy. I have copies of this of the song being in the movie, but they go, "Oh no, we've added it back in in the extras." And I'm like, "Well, I'll just watch my my version, uh, my copy that I have on Vudu," and it was edited out of that one. And I'm like, "Wait a minute! It's always been in there. Now they're claiming that they so they." edited out of the versions that are all available. And See, that's why I don't, uh, that's my one big fear about, uh, buying, um, movies online, streaming movies, right. stuff that stays on voodoo or Amazon or whatever. Sure. Is that they'll, they'll turn around and edit it and cut shit out and, and not tell you, I mean, it's basically you're, you're buying a lease, you're renting it from them permanently. Sure. Um, that's why if there's a movie that I want, I will uh, buy the disc because I don't trust I don't trust the companies to leave it intact. Well, well, anyway, uh, back to my story. The reason why they say they cut it out of the movie was because in test screenings, the kids were so bored that they would run out to, um, you know, the concession or they start talking or playing. And when I was in the movie business, we knew Disney Disney actually always did that because um, uh, uh, I don't know if the Muppets Christmas Carol was actually Disney when they made it, but uh, uh, with the Disney movies, you know, when uh, um, there was the love song in the Disney movies, we'd make an extra, you know, grand in the, the concession with the kids running out there with $20 bills. Um, it, it, it could really pay off for us. So, so it's like, they pulled the song. Really? That's really weird because maybe it, cause it comes about halfway through it's before, uh, uh, he meets the, uh, cause that was Christmas past. So it's about halfway through the show, which is the perfect place to send the kids to the concessions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm confused by the whole thing. Uh, but Matilda would have had kids at the concession a lot is where I was going with that. I uh, I'm looking at uh, at uh, Emma Thompson. She looks like um, uh, Cloris Leachman from Young Frankenstein. Yeah, no, is it Young Frankenstein? Okay, yeah, definitely um, tremendous makeup job, and uh, she was really good in it. But uh, like I said, she had a couple songs, and it was like uh, it's kind of like Miss Hath. Uh, is it Miss Hathaway? No, um, off of Annie, where she has little girls and then she sings um uh she sings another song before she sings easy street but uh, she's got two i hate children songs which are you know good songs but sure of course yeah yeah, still it's it's just like this needed it needed something more but yeah yeah yeah, yeah i don't know it's it was i was disappointed but I watched hmm. the whole thing, unlike Pinocchio. <laughs> out of the, out of all the group, though, wow! I'm um, gonna have to give that one a try. Well, I definitely will because I do like uh, Del Toro. Well, I mean, so the visuals weren't even enough to uh, to carry you through. Uh, no, not really. 
Well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he was such a dick. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like if Cinderella was like, uh, fuck you, stepmother, then, you know, you'd be less, it'd be like, okay, well, actually, she sounds like she's part of the family, so I'm not going to worry about Cinderella. I'm going to move on to one of the other princesses. But what about, let's say she was like Christina from Mommy Dearest. You know, they're both kind of villains. <laughs> No, she wasn't. <laughs> she wouldn't eat that steak. Come on, eat your fucking steak. Well, I, I did find it a little upsetting that she didn't want to send thank you notes for Christmas. See? But then that, you know, uh, that was because she's writing thank you notes for things that she doesn't get to keep. So I understand that. You know, that's a child. That's a child. <laughs> oh, and, and just to let you know, so far, uh, my first day of jury duty, which is tomorrow, I'm still on standby. Oh, good. That's a relief. Yeah, even though, you know, it's supposed to be every 18 months that you can be called in, and it's only been eight months. Okay, just mentioning that. They know you have nothing better to do. That's beside the point. <laughs> they're, they're trying to bring a little... Uh, uh, some variation to your life. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty sure they probably went. Oh God, just tell him no. We probably won't call him in. It's the first of Jan. You know, the first second week of January. We we're not geared up yet. So, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that's about it for me. Uh, that's all I had. Uh, but next week, I'm definitely going to have uh, Pinocchio. Yeah, I'm going to try to see if I she, can make it through. She said, I want to see that. That's new on um, um, on Peacock. That's the one about the uh, Harvey Weinstein gathering the information to arrest Harvey Feinstein. So that sounds like fun. My mom yeah. saw that. So, and you have the same tastes. Oh, good. She liked it. Yeah, and then there's something else that's brand new that I want to check out, and I can't remember what it is. So, mm. okay. all right, okay. Well, then um, you, you can you can expect at least two things from us next week. There and, you go. And Connors will probably be back too. So, oh god. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>